0: Thanks for listening to this message brought to you by Cornerstone Christian Church. I know we've done big worship. But I want you to close your eyes and raise your hands. Come on, let's just, let's just. Just, just focus on the Lord. Father, we worship you. We bless you. Mighty one. Father, come on. Just tell him how awesome he is. Just for a minute. Think about this. This is the last time we're going to stand corporately in 2013. Think about all the things God done for you this year. Think about all the miracles that God God brought in your life this year. Think about all the times that you thought there wasn't going to be no way, but he came through for you. Come on, let's just take an opportunity to tell him how awesome he is. Father, you are the rose of Sharon. You are the lily of the valley. You are the bright and morning star. You are the I am. Come on, you're the beginning and the end. Father, we worship you this morning. We declare you're awesome, God. Father, we pray that every high and lofty thing that will exalt itself above your name will be brought under your feet right now, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we bless you, Lord. your hands for a minute. Come on, clap your hands for a minute. Come on, clap your hands for a minute. Come on, clap your hands for a minute. Come on, minute. Come on. The Come on let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Come on, somebody. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Come on. A thousand may fall at your and get ten thousand at your right hand, but no harm. I pray, God, that the light of the tribe of Judah will begin to roll our God over this church, over this area. In the name of Jesus, we pray for breakthrough, forgiveness, is love. We pray for the healing of your feet. It's crazy. I believe in the power of music. How many believe that? It's a powerful thing, and I believe it's powerful when you and I worship the Lord, when we clap our hands, and when we stomp our feet. There's a story in the Book of Kings where four lepers is at the gate of the city. How many remember the story? They were going to die, but they said, "Let us just go down." To the enemy's house, maybe the enemy maybe the devil I have mercy on us is what they said but it says as they got up at twilight it's still too dark to see you're half dark and it's a little bit light, come on somebody, twilight twilight is also the coldest part of the day every hunter knows that it's going to drop a few degrees right before daylight right at the crack of dawn that's the coldest it's going to be these four lepers get up and they start marching to the enemy's camp. As they begin to march, these four lepers, give me a little little march sound right here. Come on, give me me a little war beat. God calls the sound of an army marching in the ears of the enemy. I'm trying to tell you, church, listen, the greatest breakthrough, somehow, is somewhere in America, we got it it jacked up and we got it off the pattern but we got to where everything is focused around the preaching and the sermon but the most important thing that we do in this church on Sunday mornings and that is to worship Him come on somebody that is to worship Him that is to worship Him listen, anybody can display their preaching talents I didn't come to display no preaching talent I came to worship Him but as we worship Him God will do everything we need if we can just get Him do you believe that? you can be seated and just stay with me right here because I'm gonna go a different way. So I say, Oh Lord John chapter twenty. If you uh John chapter twenty. I was going to go back into where we were at last Sunday, but I've just been in a haze, and I'm still in that haze. I'm trying to get out of myself, and uh, so I'm going to try to preach myself out of it. Amen. Here this morning, a little after six, and this is the only thing I can find all on this morning. I mean, I've read from Genesis to Malachi, and from Malachi to Revelation, and the maps, and this is just what I can find all on. I got to go with what I feel all on. Okay, I got plenty of messages we can preach, take up time, but I want what the oils on. you in John chapter 20. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon, Peter, and the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said to them, they have taken away the Lord out of the tomb. And we do not know where they have laid them. Now notice this. There, there seems to be any time that you remember when they were in the boat, John saw the Lord and then Peter walked out to where Jesus was. Come on, somebody. So I'm telling you that Peter represents the apostolic and John represents the prophetic. When they were out in the boat, nobody else could recognize and was crying out saying it was a ghost, but John said it's the Lord. He had the ability to see what nobody else could see. And if you get a prophet to see what nobody else could see, if you find you an apostle, he'll build to what they can see. Come on, somebody. So when Mary couldn't, Mary, Mary couldn't find Jesus, she went to go get a prophet and apostle. And Peter therefore went out and the other disciple and were going to the tomb. So they both ran together, and the other disciple outran Peter and came to the tomb first. Look at John; he's right, and want to know his, show us his speed—how fast he was. And he stooping down, looking in, saw the linen clothes lying there, yet he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb, and he saw the linen clothes lying there and the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but folded together in a place by itself. Then the other disciples who came to the tomb first went in also, and he also, he, he, he saw and believed. For yet they did not know that the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. And the disciple went away again to their own homes. Listen right here. Let's look right here at verse 5 again. But he's stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying, and yet he did not go in. Now I'm gonna I'm to teach for a minute out of this. Do you understand that when we come in this place this morning, that we are all trying to go somewhere? You understand? We're trying to go somewhere. We're trying to make it into the Holy of Holies. We're trying to get beyond the veil. We're trying to fight through and get through. And I don't know about you, but I mean, I like the holidays, but I also hate the holidays. Because it it messes up my routine of going to work, and you know what I'm saying? she'll tell you I love vacation for two, three days it's time to come home (laughs) we went got a condo all week Wednesday what was it? Tuesday wasn't it? Tuesday or Wednesday my boy said daddy let's go home (laughs) we've seen enough of the beach let's go home but listen to me what the holidays does is I appreciate my family and I love my family But it pulls me out of a place. You you follow what I'm saying? It pulls me out of my focus because I have to take my focus off of this and put it on that. You understand what I'm saying? Listen, everything the enemy does in your life is to get your focus broken off of the Lord. Y'all right with me in this place? He wants our focus off of God, and how many knows this? when we all come in here together that each person brings something different with you inside the room huh some left the altar this morning come on now and you come in on fire you come through like the bible says you enter this courts with praise and this gates with thanksgiving come on somebody huh some of you did some of us walked in here fussing and fighting come on now Y'all ain't never done that. Got out in the church. Woman, i cut your throat. You know what I'm saying? Oh, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. All you people. Praise God, Pastor. How you doing? Boy, we've been awesome. Huh? I guess we ain't read what Peter said that if it ain't right between me and her, that my prayers is hindered as a husband. Come on, somebody. huh? So if my prayers is hindered because it ain't right with her, for surely my worship's going to be hindered. Come on, somebody. And so everybody brought some, you know, some of us brought heaviness in the room. huh? Some of us brought heaviness in the room and depression in the room because sometimes the holidays ain't all bright for some. So we're, we're walking in depression and heaviness and gloominess. And so what we did this morning is is we had an opportunity to create a bonfire to throw all our junk on it. We had an opportunity to have a bonfire to throw all of our heaviness on it. He said, because I give you what? The garment of praise. Come on. huh? The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You know what? It's a choice. I have to choose to take off the heaviness and say, you know what? This ain't working this morning and put on the garment of praise. It's a choice. And I may not feel like praising God at that moment, but if I choose to just step out by faith, eventually depression and all of that will break off and I will walk in joy. Huh? So when we get the bonfire going, to go put your junk on it. So listen, the Bible says right here, hold on just a second there, Derek, we're going to come right back. Hold on, right there. Because you're going to speed me up, I'm going to be preaching like 90 miles an hour. Well, I feel like, you know, like the big blower on the car. Every time you hit him, I want to open up. So listen, it says that he went to the tomb, but he did not go in. Then Peter comes and he walks in. He enters into that. We enter into his gates. We got to enter into something. Now now they go in, now listen to me, they go in and they don't find Jesus so they leave and go back. But Mary does not leave with them. She stays there. See, there's something about the individual that has been forgiven of much. was whom Jesus cast seven devils out of. Come on, somebody. She was not in the who's who. And she stays at this tomb and the others leave. But there was nothing inside the tomb when they went in. Okay, I'm just preaching out of y'all. Okay, with well, if I just y'all know I'm in the Bible. Okay, if you staying with me. All right. Someone said, well, he got out the Bible. I'm in the Bible. Just hang on. I'm quit reading it. I'm just in out of my heart here so Mary stays there and there's nothing in the tomb I was raised where I was taught that we was afraid to do anything because we would be in the flesh here's here's what revelation I learned from that we're going to be in the flesh till Jesus comes If you're going to do anything, you're going to do it in the flesh. Huh? And so I was taught that we couldn't speak in tongues until the... I mean, you was overshadowed, brought down. And then you you was able to speak in tongues. Huh? Anybody else in here? I'm the only one. And so I remember in 1999... As a teenager, I went to Birmingham, Alabama to see Rod Parsley. Paid all the money I could pay to get it down. I want an impartation. I got hands laid on by Rod Parsley. You know what I'm saying? Big old man. His hand was right here and his fingers was down in my collar. Just big old man. But I remember that night. And I'd seen a lot of times we would pray for people to get baptized in the Holy Ghost at our church come on y'all witnesses and somebody be hollering hang on and the other be hollering let go huh huh hang on and let go you didn't know what to do you was confused at that moment huh this is no joke a friend of mine they, they tried to cast the devil out of a man at his church he finally stood up after about 30 minutes and said just leave him in me just leave him in me huh <laughs> I'm better off with him in me than y'all jumping on me like that. Just leave him in me. And so I remember going to this deal, and Donnie McClurkin was on the stage, and he was singing songs that old, but he—he's anointed. My God, it was anointed. And I remember that night him saying in this place wants to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and I mean there was just hundreds and I'm talking about thousands of people in this place and several thousand raised their hands that want to be filled with the Spirit and in our church I had seen it we, we, we hang on let go and some would get it you know what I'm saying huh he said this. He told his worship team and he told Donnie. He said, pray, he said praise him. Just praise the Lord. See what you got to understand. The Bible says this promise was given to you. Am I mind the book. Acts 2. This promise was given to you and to many as the Lord God shall call. So if you're called this morning according to his purpose then the promise is to you. You receive salvation by faith. You receive the Holy Spirit by faith. And I watched these people. They started praising God, and there was two Baptist boys right in front of me. And I knew that they had to be raised. You know, don't take me where I'm not going, Lord. I'm mercy. You know what I'm saying? My wife's whole family are Baptist. Okay, so I'm not against the Baptists. We just rescued her out. No, I'm playing. <laughs> I'm cutting up and so I've been in all of them okay Um, and so I done talked to these two boys I knew they was Baptists and they raised their hands they want the Holy Ghost I'm thinking oh Lord Jesus they don't know what they know not what they ask God and so anyhow he told that praise team he said to praise him in tongues and when he said that they went off in tongues and when they did that he lost me theologically at that moment. I said, oh God, I'm in the middle of a court. Please forgive me for coming up here. These people just spoke in tongues because they wanted to. And, and you know what I'm saying? But I am tell you what I witnessed. All over that auditorium, people hit the ground filled with the power of God. All over that place. Listen to me. A lot of times we start out, you don't feel it. Huh? You don't feel it. You don't walk in here every Sunday and feel like you're just ready to go for it a hundred times. Come on, somebody. You don't. Sometimes we walk in, we're, we're fatigued. Is anybody fatigued in here besides me? I couldn't sleep last night. And so we're tired. But all of that has to be pressed beyond because we got one opportunity out of seven days, two really to come together corporately but our, our heart and our, our course and our destination is to go in is to go in and you don't automatically walk right in you have to press in you have to press in and every feeling in your body everything that can come to your mind and start coming to your mind when you're trying to press in has anybody ever got a set prayer time? Everything will happen at time to go pray. But what you have to make a decision, that ain't important. The most important thing is for me to entertain the king for this few moments I have set aside and I'm going to enter in. But Mary, she listen to me. see it wasn't about their feeling that's what I if you was raised in a showing up Pentecostal movement it was a lot on feeling what you felt huh and then we thought somebody got it just cause they spoke in tongues now I'm fitting to drop the hairs down right here okay but because you speak in tongues does not tell me you're filled with the Holy Ghost because you we was taught. <laughs> huh have you been filled with I was saved sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost like in 1972 come on you know what I'm saying huh first of all the infilling of the Holy Ghost is not a one-time experience that you can put back to if you got filled one time let me tell you something friend you indeed of a feeling this morning huh? You didn't put gas in your car ten years ago. Come on, somebody! You had to put it in last week, and the needle's constantly dropping, huh? But because you spoke, because you speak in tongues, that does tell me you have had an encounter with God, because the Bible says the gifts which is tongues and the callings of God, Romans 11:29, are without repentance. But listen, here is the key that a man is full of the Spirit of God. 1 Samuel 10 and 6. When Samuel anointed Saul, it says he was what turned into another man. When your life starts being transformed into something else, there ain't no doubt something's happening in your life. Come on, somebody. huh? Something's happening in your life. Now listen. Mary stands there by the tomb. And she looks back in. Sometimes you don't get it on the first time. Huh? There's times that I walk into a place of prayer that, that it's like the Lord had been waiting on me. Like, where you been at? I was here 30 minutes ago. Where you been? But there's also times that I'm going in there that I'm thinking, am I really doing anything? Is anybody ever, done, you feel like your prayers is hitting the ceiling right and coming right back down on you? It's in that that you got the press and you have to engage, okay? Mary, let's read on. So if you visited here this morning, someone says, My gosh, they sung for a long time, sung for a while. Friend, I've been on the foreign soil in the desert. And seen bamboo sticks in the Sahara Desert, and they had been singing for eight hours, and they was upset when you cut the song service down. Let me tell you what the problem is with us: we comfortable. Jesus never promised you comfortable. You go stay in somebody's house. What's the first? Day? Are you comfortable? <laughs> better get off that I seen a bunch of quail jump up that I could shoot but I'm gonna get off of it but Mary stood out by the tomb weeping and as she wept she stooped down and looked into the tomb and she saw two angels in white in verse 12 sitting one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain and they said to her woman why are you weeping She said, because they have taken away my Lord and I don't know where they have laid Him. Now listen here. If you and I came to church this morning and during our worship service, we saw two angels. One was standing on this altar and the other was standing on that altar. How many knows that would have been a good day? Huh? That was a good Sunday. But notice Mary. She's not excited the fact that she sees two angels. she didn't come to see the angel well I feel the Lord she didn't come to see the angel she came to see Jesus and she wasn't leaving until she found him she said I appreciate the angelic encounter but woman why are you weeping because I cannot find the Lord And now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to, him, to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She supposing him to be the gardener said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him. And I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned and said to him, Rabboni, which is to say teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. But go unto my brethren and say to them, I am ascending, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen him, the Lord, and that he had spoken these things to her. I just jotted a couple of scriptures down. And I want to go in with you. Matthew chapter five says this: Blessed what are the hungry, for they shall what be fed. The hungry always gets fed. Now, what I want to tell you is this the greatest revelation you could ever get in your life is how to host the presence of God in your own life. That's the greatest revelation you could ever get. That's the deepest revelation you could ever walk into. When you learn that there's more than going to church than just going to church, friend, we got to quit going to church and start being the church. The whole mentality shift's got to happen in the Western world. We still think we go to church instead of we are the church. When you're sitting in a restaurant, the kingdom of God is in that place. Huh? When you walk into the school, the kingdom just stepped into school. When you go into Walmart, the kingdom just walked into Walmart. Why? Because the kingdom of God is within me and you. Come on now. God ain't nowhere near this building until you and I walk in. We told him in here. Come on now. I was at church one time and we let a guy, uh, uh, when uh, a guy stood up to pray and he said, Lord, we hate to leave you in here, but we'll be back tonight. <laughs> I said, Friend, I don't know but you, can leave him in there, but he's leaving with me because he's in me. Come on, somebody. Huh? And what we have to, we just celebrated Christmas and most people think Emmanuel means God. That Jesus just while He was here. But God is with you right now this morning, friend. Do you know that? He is with you. God is with you. Did you? I said the Lord is with you. He is with us. And you got to be aware of the God around you and the God in you. And it's His presence. I know that God is ever... He, he told David, He said, if you make your bed in heaven, there I am. If you make your bed in hell, there I am. He's so big you can't get around him, is what I tell my boys. He's so big you can't get above him. He's so deep you can't get beneath him. But he's so small he fit right in your heart. Now, I'm going to. I- Listen, when I started out, when I came back to the Lord, I had an encounter, a miraculous encounter, when I was 18 years old, standing in the middle of a dirt road. The Spirit of God came on me, called me by my name, and I turned around, and there was nobody there. Well, you say that the Lord spoke to you. I'm not, I'm telling you, I don't know if it was audible. I'm telling you, I heard it so loud, I turned around to see who was talking to me. Deep conviction came on me. I was not living right. I was not voted likely to ever become a preacher. I promise you. Retired one school teacher. That's a fact. We can call her and she'll tell you she retired after my class went through. <laughs> And the Lord, the Lord called me by name, had deep conviction. I went home on February 2nd of 1998, my dad's birthday. Became born again in my room, had a three-hour visitation from God in my bedroom. J- things begin to move fast in my life. You understand that hunger accelerates a lot of things in the kingdom. And what you've got to understand about the kingdom, the kingdom is opposite from from the world we live in. So to get hungry in the world, you do without. huh? Anybody done that? Don't raise your hand because you know I ain't been doing it. Do without. If you do without, it causes what? Hunger. Come on now. But in the kingdom, if you eat, it causes hunger. The more Bible you eat, the more you'll crave it. Someone said, well, I just don't have a craving for it. That's because you ain't eating on it. Because the more you eat on it, the more you want to. Come on, somebody. Huh? The more, the more Jesus you eat and the more Jesus you get, that's the more you want. It, it creates a craving. That literally your flesh can start craving the Spirit of God. David said, my flesh crieth out after you, O God. He got to a place in God that his literally flesh was aching for the presence of God. And so I got saved and the Lord called me into the ministry and I started attending. I grew up as a a Pentecostal boy, so I started attending a... a, I'm just telling you my story, okay? So don't take me where I'm going. But I started attending a Congregational Methodist. I don't even know what that is. I I know what it is. It's where the congregation rules the church. That's what it is. (laughs) And we would have fights, if we... Man, I'm telling you, I, I better get off that but what was amazing to me we couldn't get nobody to church on Wednesday night but when we had Wednesday night conference people that ain't been to church all year long rolled up in there on Wednesday night huh and we have vote night at the church well that's good and dandy and all that that's fine but the problem is is voting's not found in the Bible huh there's two places in the New Testament where there was a vote taken huh one well, in Acts chapter 1, but that wasn't. I believe there was far more than 120 in that upper room. Because over 500 heard Jesus say, go to Jerusalem and Terry. Come on, somebody. There was a whole lot in there. They just didn't make it to 10 days. Come on, somebody. And in the middle of the 10 days, they casted a vote. Did they not? But that was only done by the 11 apostles. Uncle Joe didn't cast a vote in there. I've been equipped, man. Mama. At our church, we had... I'm out there on the ledge. Some step on. We had the end memory of. I'm fine with all that. Lord, I better quit. Well, your family bought a pew, but I knew nothing. At our church, we got up and we sang three hymnals. It was handed us into a bulletin what was going to happen on that Sunday morning. We sang three hymnals. And then we sang one praise song. And then we had somebody to sing specials. This is where I come from. And the, one, the people that get up to sing specials would ask for prayer and all for about five to ten minutes, take up five, ten minutes, telling how they had the hell beat out of them all week by the devil. And what would favor, just please don't listen to the words. I mean, don't listen to the song. Just listen to the words. That was fit, That was it. This is fitting to sound horrible. Bear through it. Uh, and when people's out there saying, Blessed Jesus, it's bad. You know what I'm saying? Blessed Lord. Blessed Lord. I have to quit. Gosh, I mean this morning. I'm running them off. Lord, help me get. So, anyhow, I was invited. Listen, I'm trying to tell you a story. So, I was invited to go to this youth group down the road. And this youth group was held by another church. And so, I walked into there. I used to be early for everything until I got married. And so um I mean this morning, Lord, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so I get there early and Cleveland get in there and the lights is off. And I'm 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 18 years old, 19 years old, the lights is off in this building, and it, it's about you know 10 minutes before service time. And I I walked in that youth room, it was a youth service, and I tripped. And when, they, when I looked down, to realized it was an arm laying out from under a, a chair. And I said, oh, Lord Jesus, what in the world have they done invited me to down here? And so when they cut the lights on, they brought the lights on up slow, they was kids laying out all underneath the chairs. Some of them was under there shaking. They was praying in tongues. Had been there for, for hours laying on the floor seeking God. And then when they crumped the worship up, They wasn't singing to nobody from that stage out there into a pew. Them people had their eyes closed and they was going after something. And that's where I learned in that little youth room as a teenager how to go after God from my chair. Are you with me now? Come on now. How many knows this, that you don't have to be in church to go after God? Huh? And what would help us if we were going after Him in the vehicle? Huh? Huh? Now, I like country, but sometimes you gotta cut Kenny off, you know what I'm saying? And you gotta cut, you gotta cut some Jake Hamilton on or something, or the ramp, you know what I'm saying? Because it's time to go for it. You understand what I'm saying? Now listen to this. So the hunger get it. Let's look at this verse right here. This is a great uh, uh revival verse in Proverbs 27. I'm almost done. Proverbs 27. This is the revival verse right here. Listen to this, verse 7. It says, "What the satisfied what soul loathes the honeycomb. But to a hungry soul every bitter thing is sweet." See, let me tell you the difference between us. Listen. And when I talk about hunger and all, help me right there, pull up drums right there I'm fixing to be engaged. I'm fixing to go for it right here. I'm to throw gears. What I'm talking about hunger, this can't be you make a decision right now. This is not what I'm preaching is you just can't, Clay just can't say, well, I think I'm going to get hungry for God. That's not the way it happens. What happens is something gets imparted into you by God. Do you understand what I'm saying? You, you, you follow what I'm telling you. The people that has broke realms in history that desperate hunger. How many? A couple of weeks ago, when I st- when I told you the story of the Wyoming girl, how many remember when I told you that story? Remember the story where she the dad called, she couldn't make it to the phone. She hadn't been eating and hadn't had food in over 40 days. She was extremely weak, and the daddy said, "Why are you fasting like that?" She said, "Because these people." Don't know God. How many knows that's a, that's a whole different level of hunger than what we have in this room this morning? Let's be honest with ourselves. Come on now, huh? How many knows that tonight and most people get what we gonna do on New Year's Day? All across America, youth movements. Did I know this for a fact that the ramp is mo- is headed to Cleveland, Tennessee, Perry Stone? They're fishing to the go for it for the next three days. Out in Kansas City, I feel the Lord. Out in Kansas City, Missouri, out at Mike Bickle, they've been on a 40-day fast right now. Come on. Fasting all the way through Christmas. They're fixing to go after it on New Year's. Come on, somebody. And they're fixing to move into these revivals. What are they doing? Jensen Franklin and that whole group right there, they're fixing to enter into a 21-day fast. Come on. Huh? Listen, I'm not big on this pull-up 2008, going to be great, 2009, going to be fine. Listen, all that's blowing I'm, I'm sorry gosh I'm too real this morning I'm real wrong you know I'm listen it will be whatever we set it out to be You understand? See somebody had to stand up and preach in the year 666 Come on somebody It will be whatever we set it out to be I believe just like Joshua when he came up to the brink of the Jordan He said sanctify yourself today for tomorrow God will do amazing signs I'm planting what I want to see tomorrow right now Come on somebody I'm planting it in prayer I'm planting it with my money I'm planting it today what I want to see tomorrow in, in my life Come on somebody and so what I'm telling you is, is when we go after God, I always ask the Lord, God, would you help me hunger more, more, more? And what? How many felt that? Was it just me? And I'm, I'm, I'm in kind of a deal, okay? But how many felt it was a little tired in here this morning? When we was trying to worship. Huh? What the rest of you feel? <laughs> huh? It's a little tired. Huh? I, I know what I can I'm telling you I'm not dumb I, I'm, I'm, not no, I'm not trying to make myself but I'm telling you I can tell what it is in the spirit I can tell where we're going when we get there it was a little tight and the only way to get it untied is you got to loosen up Now I'm trying to pastor this and help us help me believe that when you move your body and you move your feet and when you open your mouth that heaven begins to move listen if we believed that we would have all been out here these chairs would have been slung up we'd be picking them out the ceiling tomorrow because somebody would have been moving their hands and moving their feet. Because you need breakthrough. You understand what I'm saying? How many else need breakthrough in this, this room this morning? Huh? I need breakthrough. God's wanting to break out for us. Listen to me. I'm. T- I believe with all my heart. God's wanting to break out for our families. God wants. He wants this year to be the greatest year of your life more than you want it to be the greatest year of your life. You got time for just a couple more scriptures? Turn to Genesis chapter 11. Almost done. I don't know what time it is. And so I don't keep up with the time. But those of you that taking medicine, take a peek at your watch. <laughs> Genesis chapter 11. Listen to this. Verse 31 and Terah took his son, Abram, and his grandson, Lot, the son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law, Sarai, his son, Abram's wife. And they went out from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to the land of Canaan. And they came to Haran and dwelt there. Where did they go? Where was he on the way to? Where? To Canaan. He's on the way to the promised land. And where did he come to? Haran. And dwelt there. And the days of Haran were 205 years. And Terah died in Haran. Just bringing out little things here. It wasn't God's will for him to die there. God wanted him to go into Canaan. But he got to a place that looked real good. Come on, somebody. And he settled there. Many people, I'm telling you, we are settling beneath what God has for us. Huh? Listen, if you Google the top ten books, Harry Potter shouldn't be making the statement that he's making. That's the church's place. But the church won't come up to the place to demonstrate that level because we want God to come down here to our level God ain't never coming to your level he done came to your level and that was over 2,000 years ago when he bankrupted heaven and sent Jesus here come on somebody but Jesus is not here today he's at the right hand of the Father making intercession for you and I and what we have to do is we have to rearrange our life to fix his level signs and wonders never left the church prayer and fasting left the church huh? And so this is what we do. Listen, we start worshiping God and we feel the breakthrough. We feel it come. We start feeling the Lord come down all on us. How many, how many does that? We feel the Lord ascend down in the room. And what that is is an invitation to come up higher. Listen, Revelation chapter 4, John is in the spirit worshiping. And he said, I heard a voice say, come up here. He was already in the Spirit. There's another level. There's levels that had never been tapped by the church yet. You believe what I'm preaching to you? There's levels in God that has never been released. There's songs that God desires to release on the earth, but men have never peered into that realm and heard it. And so when we start singing break out. Who wants the Spirit of God to break out? Huh? Listen to me. That's the only way, that's the only, that's the only hope for America is the Spirit of God break out. Do you hear what I'm telling you? It, we, it, it ain't through the Democratic Party. It ain't through the Republican Party. It's that the Spirit of God break out. Spirit of God break out in America. And so when we're singing that, listen, what you're doing teaching right here when I start seeing Spirit break out, what I'm doing is I'm feeling the atmosphere of this whole community. Spirit of God break out. Spirit of God break out. See what you got to understand, nothing happens on the earth until something's said. If Jesus could have came, he would have just came, but he had to have a Anna, he had to have an Anna, and he had to have a Simeon that was praying night and day for him to come. Come on, somebody. That's why when Ephesians says in the fullness of time God sent forth his son to be born of a woman into the earth. When they laid up the intercession for him to get here in the full, I feel the Holy Ghost in this room now. God sent forth his son to be born of a virgin. In the fullness of time when the intercession so what you and I are doing we are seating the heavens right now. Spirit break out. Spirit break out. Spirit of God break out. Break out in Cook County High School. Break out, God. Break out in Hay-Hire. Break out in Nashville. Spirit of God, break out in Carter's Break out, God. Break out, God. I see if I'm not trained, I just think that I come into church just to say something. But I realize what's happening. Well, I feel the Lord just come up in here. You You feel the atmosphere change? See, we just went through another barricade right there. We're getting somewhere now. I know when we get there, okay? We're getting there. Nothing happens on the earth until something's said. That's the power that God created inside of you to co-create with him. Huh? God could do anything but bound himself to you. We've seen this in the garden in Genesis when God called Adam he created Adam in his own image breathed the breath of life into him and he called Adam up along his side come on somebody and he said Adam you name these animals you tell them their destiny huh that's why the epistles of John in John chapter 4 he warns so much against false prophets why? because he knows the power of life and death lie within the church the devil can't create anything, so how does he create it? He gets you to agree with him, and you speak it out your mouth to create. What if we start creating spirit breakout right here? Spirit of God, break out. Spirit of God, break out. Spirit of God, break out. Oh, when I'm singing, I'm not singing to you. I'm singing to him, and I'm declaring something over my family. Let it rain. Spirit of God, break out. flee in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. That's what we're singing. We're filling the atmosphere of what we want to see. Hold on just a second. That's why I refuse to sing songs that don't make no sense. Like a little cabin in glory. Friend, that ain't even the Bible. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm missing rare form this morning, but I'm owed to you to tell you the truth, okay? Because John 14 said, In my Father's house are many mansions. That means dimensions and levels. Huh? Don't say nothing about little cabins. That's down here at the State Park. You go rent. That ain't in the kingdom of heaven. Huh? I'm telling you, sometimes I get aggravated about these church signs I read and I, I know that I'm trying to be nice. I'm just in rare form this morning, okay? <laughs> I'm really nice guy, okay? But sometimes God just gets ticked off with it and He wants it torn down, okay? It's like these statements like this. Jesus came to earth so we could go to heaven. Friend, if you can bear it tonight, you're in heaven. I'm not trying to get anywhere. Now I've read my Bible. Ephesians says that knowing you have been seated with Christ in heavenly places. I'm not seated on the earth. I'm seated with God right now. See how that just, you feel how like it grinds? Man, I, no, we're not in the fullness of that verse yet, but the Bible says right now, by faith I have the ability to be seated with Him, okay? And listen, John did not see us going to heaven. He saw heaven coming down. I read the end of the Bible too. Come on somebody. John, uh, Revelation 21, how I many's read that? I saw the new Jerusalem coming down. A square cube came down. And God now tabernacling with man. So listen, this is what happens. When you get saved, the devil will escort you to a church of the frozen chosen. Come on. Huh? Like he did me. In the height of our service, we would cry. They Somebody sang um, uh, Michael Combs, <laughs> Please Forgive Me Every Sunday. And when they would sing that song, Please forgive me. I need your grace to make it through. Oh, we just sinners. Oh, I have. And the whole church would start crying. Huh? Because I knew most of their youth group because they was at the same part as I was before I come into church. Come on now. Huh? That they, they needed forgiveness every Sunday. But something has to go beyond once you get saved. You don't need forgiveness, uh, you know what I'm saying, every Sunday. Come on, somebody. Huh? I remember listening to Charles Stanley teach one, one Sunday morning. He said, who in here believes you can go all day without sinning? And nobody in this church raised their hand. He said, Lord, i got to quit then. Huh? How many believe you can go all day without sinning? Huh? About four people. <laughs> Y'all must be planning on doing something bad. You know what I'm Huh? How many people? You know what? I'm going to go home and go to sleep, so I believe I can can go all day without sitting. (laughs) But listen, you know what he's going to do? He's going to take you to a church, and they're going to preach a message like this. Now, don't worry about them tongues. Now, them tongues are a lesser gift. Huh? Lesser gift. Huh? Man knows the Bible says, earn more earnestly, seek out the, the best gifts, right? Is that not what it says? But how many believe anything that God's got is less about it, huh? Huh? And you know what he's gonna say? This is what they used to come to our church, and now I'm gonna say, You know, John, why y'all, man, why y'all gotta sing it like that? I mean, y'all just singing it and singing it. Why you just because we're trying to get somewhere, huh? Y'all want to come in here and just knock? I'm, I'm just asking you right here. Do y'all want to come in here and just knock one out and let's go home and say we knocked out another church service? Or do y'all want to come in here and just let it? I mean, just let it all hang out, huh? That's my heart, huh? I mean, I want to be known as the church like Zachariah. They marvel at how long he stayed in there, but when he came out, he was drunk, huh? Huh? <laughs> huh? We believe in drinking on Sunday. Come on, somebody. I'm gonna quit. Almost done. Listen to this. Psalms 27. Almost done. Psalms 27. Now before we leave, we're gonna throw down up here around this altar, worship the Lord one more time. Is that okay? But we ain't gonna hold you. You you you're more than welcome. We done took up the offering. You're free to go. Knock and play. Lord mercy of mercy, Jesus. Psalms 27. I'm telling you what, 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 just people, just do this. Crank you some Jason Upton, Rick Pino, whatever you got. Crank it up at the red light. And, and they look at you and you look like, I mean, just old country boy sitting over there. And then you off in another language. They like, I'll roll the window down and let them hear. You know what I'm saying? Huh? When I got hired on that, the phone company, they asked, how many languages you speak? I said, I speak a lot of language and fluently. Multiple languages. I speak English and all kind of unknown tongues. Huh? Come on now. Psalms 27. Listen to this in verse 4. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. Listen to this, Psalm David. One thing I have desired of the Lord. Now let me tell you what makes worship and atmosphere a whole lot easier when we become a people of one thing. I remember watching one night on the military channel and what they were talking about is snipers in the military. And we got a guy in Jessup that was a part of uh, uh, SEAL Team 6. Uh, he's a chiropractor right here. Jessup was on uh, SEAL Team 6 and just to hear his stories and stuff is amazing. But they train snipers and they put them in these all kind of stuff like bugs would be biting them and Everything else, and they have to lay there. And their eyes are trained to look at one object, okay? Where you gotta, whatever your bullets is, the sniper wants one bullet per kill. That's the way I deer hunt, okay? <laughs> one bullet a kill, you know what I'm saying? I don't dove hunt like that, though. I'm about five bullets a kill. <laughs> I was watching it, and this is what that guy said at the end. He says, It's amazing how well you can see when you train your eye to look at one thing. You understand, I'm not talking about snipers here, I'm talking about seeing Jesus. And, friend, when we come in this building and you have a heart of one thing, we won't have to sing a bunch of praise. You understand what I'm saying? You know what praise does? Praise is loosening our flesh. Come on now. It's getting us at a place where we can start thinking about the Lord. It was a little rough this morning because we still got, you know, we, we we picked up a couple of pounds. I know you didn't, but I probably did. And and you know what I'm saying? And we've had family over and we've just been rough. You know what I'm saying? Santa Claus didn't get some of us what they thought. You know what I'm saying? And so we got to sing the praise. And we got to get our stuff going. You know what I'm saying? But God wants it that when we come in here, we're so excited to be with one another. You understand what I'm saying? I'm longing for the day, and this is what I'm believing for. That we're going to enter into a church so strong as worship. People are going to be healed right in worship. People are gonna be saved right in worship. See, New Testament preaching is not about going and study to get a sermon. New Testament preaching was Peter stood up and gave an example and identified what just took place in the worship service. He said, we ain't drunk like you think we are. We, we ain't drunk, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Now here's what to do. Who needs who? who really needs breakthrough in your family? How many hands we got up? We're going to sing. Did... We're gonna sing that when I move my whatever it is. One more time. right, but before we do, we're gonna have to have some participation. Huh? Now I plan on dancing right here a little bit. So if you get near me, I want you to warn me. I'm a big youngin', okay? If I hit you and you small child, you're probably going down, and it ain't gonna be the Holy Ghost. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? How many want to worship the Lord like that for breakthrough? Huh? Now, listen, I'm trying to tell you, you can get it without anybody laying hands on you, just you and God. Just you and God. We've done this in our house, man. We've we've jumped on, I've jumped on wallets and had to go buy some more. You know what I'm saying? We jumped on checkbooks. Come on. We jump over everything like that. Wow, we're asking God for breakthrough. You understand what I'm saying? We're asking the Lord to break out among us. Now listen to this. In a dry time, I'm gonna finish with this right here. But I gotta tell you this. In the in this come off a of, uh, National Geographic. But in the desert in Africa, it gets real dry, and and there's lack of water a lot of times. Now watch this special on elephants. Uh, elephants have the ability to smell water way down beneath the earth. And what they'll do when they smell it is they'll call other animals, the, the other elephants there, and they will start pouncing on the ground until water comes up. I'm not talking about elephants. Cornerstone, I'm trying to talk to you about how we get God in the building. If it's tight like it is this morning, don't let one elephant get over here and pounce. Go help him. I'm referring to myself over there dancing. Don't allow me to dance by myself. Get over there and help me this is not a time for fingernail filing, scrolling through your text messages and emails. This is a time that you entertain God. Huh? Because I hope our worship's going to get a hold of If you got nervous this morning to worship, I promise you in the days ahead, we're probably going to have to do some counsel with you, okay? Because I know where we're headed. Huh? I want to tell you this. That like, like Michael, when she looked out and saw David dancing in 2 Samuel chapter 6, he said, if this has offended you, you ain't seen nothing yet. Come on now, huh? And you know what I love about this? They might be a 100 people can out preach me. They might be a 100 people can out pray me. But one thing is this I ask God, I want more hunger and passion than them all. That, no, no, only, you are the only one that cuts that off in your life. You can have as much as you want. God blesses the seeker and the hungry. Now, how many is ready to worship the Lord before we get out of here? I want you to bring whatever you got. If you're heavy. Ha- Stand up with me right here. This, I really feel this right here. I'm gonna give you this testimony. This happened. This is a real life testimony. Me and Catherine saw this with our own eyes. I saw this with my own eyes. There was a lady that we rented our first building from when we started the church over in Alma. Her name is uh her name is Marilyn, Miss Marilyn. And man, I did a lot for this lady. She called me one day, her dog had died, and she had like this. Almost Great Dane dog, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it was a monstrous of a dog. He died, and she said, "She said, uh, Pastor John, will you come out here and bury it?" I spent my whole lunch hour running hole diggers in the middle of the summertime to bury her dog, and did a funeral for it out there, me and her. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and um, but she lost her husband right before Christmas of the year of 2006. So it have been the Christmas of 2005. Lost him with a massive heart attack. And when I saw her, when I went to her house that day, she was so ate up with depression that she might have been, I'm telling you, she was 90 pounds. And that's, that's with one of my sports coats on, okay? Weigh it. Um, but I watched God totally break depression right off of her life, didn't we, Catherine? And I watched the joy of the Lord in her life. Listen, how many knows this? That the Bible says in Nehemiah that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Joy. Joy is not happiness. You know what happiness is? Happiness has to do with your happenings. But joy is you can be broke as broke can be and still have joy. Come on, somebody. And God wants us to be joyful. And I feel like the Lord wants to do that. So this is what I'm asking you. I, I'm just asking you by faith. If you would take a journey with me down here, if you got any heaviness, any depression... I, I, I'm telling you right now, I can lead you on tours of depression. I, I can drive the tour bus like Apostle said. You know what I'm saying? I am be on one in about two seconds if I start thinking certain things and I'll just get all depressed. But I'm telling you, God wants to deposit joy in our life this morning. So I want you to come this morning. I want, if you can dance, I want you to come down here because we're going to sing this song. Uh, if uh, Has Marky gone? Is she in the building? Oh, Let's come up here and sing right here. My wife right here. All right. Help Amanda. So we're going to sing this song when I move my body. Church, y'all ready to move your bodies? Huh? If you got heaviness, you better get out here. We're going to create the bonfire one more time. And if you didn't throw your stuff on there, you better throw it on there now. Come on. Come on, church. Come on.